Hello everybody, Trevor G. Blake. And before we get into what I want to talk about, today I'm actually I'm going to talk about uh, how to make decisions and uh, how to make a decision from all the confusion and chaos that's out there. And I'm going to use the topic of uh, do I get jabbed or not? Because it's so controversial right now. So I think people will be interested in hearing what I have to say and forming their own opinion and hopefully it's useful. Before I get into it, I want to ask you for, for two things. One, please hit the subscribe button if you are interested in what I have to say and think that it's worthwhile because by doing that, you share the message. It, go, it goes up the algorithm and it goes out further into the world and maybe there's people out there that need to hear it. So by hitting the subscribe button, you're actually making a difference in someone's life. So please do that. You're not doing it for me. All the proceeds of anything I have at trevorgblake.com go to cancer research and development or my animal sanctuary. I do this because it's the right thing to do and it's a lot of fun. And why do anything unless it's fun? Um, so then, and the second thing, do, do something for yourself, do yourself a favor and go to trevorgblake.com and you can go down my rabbit hole, which is, is there's many little holes, many little burrows to secrets to a successful startup or to three simple steps or to transformation. And you can also download a free, um, it's a free course really, it was, it was a sort of PDF pamphlet, we made it into a course because it's more visual and you learn more and you can retain more. And uh, it's cool and it's, it's, I made it available during COVID because I thought people who are you know, being forced to move out of the corporate office to work from home, it's a strange experience and, and there's a, a way of working from home cleverly and there's a way of working not very cleverly which can be very uh, stressful and can cause you to burn out. That is called The Practical Magic of the Five Hour Workday. I've never worked more than five hours in my whole life and there's a reason for it because uh, I understand peak brain performance and that's how you get peak brain performance. There's a structure and it's interesting, it's fun and it'll make a difference in your life. So hit the subscribe button, go to my website, download the freebie and that will make an impact in your life. So let's talk about today's topic which is how do we make good decisions in all the chaos and confusion that's out there and there is a lot of chaos and confusion. And it's because we're going through a real shift in energy right now. We're going through what we're calling the great age of transformation. And we're shifting from one type of energy, which was, was a more sort of slow but organized energy into one that's really fast and a little chaotic. And so we see chaos now in everything. You know, we obviously see it in, in, uh, in politics. We, we, well, it's always been chaotic in politics, but we're seeing it even more so. We observe it more acutely now, I think. And we're seeing it in obviously world events, uh, also in climate, also in um, lifestyle, uh, entertainment, uh, media, everywhere you go, we're seeing this sort of uh, move away from slow organization to fast chaos. And it can be a bit overwhelming. It's hard to, it's hard to decide which information is trustworthy and which isn't. And so that's what this topic is, is really about. And I'm talking about it as a practical, pragmatic entrepreneur, which I think is interesting. So uh, I believe that science, spirit and business are all one. I can't imagine I would have had the success I've had and I've had quite a lot of success in business. I can't imagine I would have had it if I hadn't also been equally passionate about quantum physics and spirituality. And whenever I meet anybody else who has some success, whether it's in business or whether it's in art or music or somewhere like that, you know, our conversations go on for hours about quantum physics and spirituality and only for a few minutes about business. And uh, I think that says it all. So let's get to the, you know, the, the crux of this question. Let's, let's use the most controversial topic of the moment, you know, vaxxers versus anti-vaxxers and should I get the jab and everything. And that, it's interesting, you know, I'm, I'm using this topic because I get asked that question. People ask me, do you think I should get the vaccine? How the hell do I know? 
a businessman. But this is what we tend to do as humans. We find somebody we, we are attracted to their message or, or something about them, uh, you know, like our sporting heroes or our favorite musicians or whatever, or even businessmen, and we put them on a pedestal and we give them guru status. And they become like an icon, it's like a god. And so I get asked things like, you know, what do I think is gonna happen to Bitcoin? Is it going up or down? And my answer is always the same, yes. It's going up and down, you know, it always will. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not a financial advisor. And so I get asked the question, you know, what do I do about the vaccine? And it's just because people want authentic, honest answers, which you, it's really hard to get anywhere anymore. And so my answer is always the same and it's a bit condescending and it doesn't go down very well. I say, you make your decision for you. And the reason I say it like that is that that is the secret to making optimal decisions, the right decisions for you. And to get to that, we have to get into a little bit of science and a little bit of um, spirituality at the same time, actually. So we live in this chaotic world where the energy shifted from organized and slow to fast and spiraling. Doesn't matter whether you believe it, it's happening all around you. One of the foundations of magic is to have good observational skills. And so if you don't believe it or haven't seen it, go to the strip mall and look at all the changes going on. Uh, go to the car dealership and look at all the changes in transport. Look at all the changes in the way that we get entertainment. Look at the changes in politics. Hasn't that changed in the last few years? Look at all the changes around and you can see there is this chaos and it's, it's so chaotic, it's changing, changing, changing. Look at through, we can use COVID as an example. And you know, my, my uh, mother country, Britain, I've lost count of how many changes they've made to the policies for how to handle COVID. It, I think they must be on plan number 30 or something like that. And the only conclusion you come to is, I thought these people would have already had a plan for a pandemic and they just roll it out. What have they been doing? But no, they're making it up as they go along because it's chaos and they're caught up in the tornado. And, it, and the statistics make them change their minds every five seconds. One minute they have a country that they call the red list country and then it's an amber and it's back to red and then it's green and then the policies change. And the, you know, the results of that is that people, people who aren't caught up in the, in the tornado, people who are outside of it, they get hurt by it. It costs them financially and physically and spiritually because they get left behind and they don't get served well. So we're seeing that chaos everywhere. And so one of the challenges is that as a human, we're a three-dimensional five sensory being and it sounds fantastic, but it's very, very limited. And to prove it's limited, we know scientifically that we get bombarded by two million bytes of information every moment, two million. But guess what? Our brains can only handle 147, hardly any. It's like a drop in an ocean and that's a double-edged sword on the one hand that sounds very limited on the other hand oh wouldn't it be wonderful if we could filter in a little bit more what experiences what what dreams would we have and the filter here the filter is here at the back of the neck it's called the reticular activation system a group of nerve cells that's called the reptilian part of the brain and it's only only found in humans and reptiles which is interesting and what that does it has no emotion it doesn't decide what's good or bad. It doesn't make decisions. It works like a Google algorithm. It works in exactly the same way as a Google algorithm. So you go online and you're reading something and then a commercial pops up and you think, oh yeah, I need a new pair of shoes. And you click on that. And then you think, oh, I don't like those. And you click off and you go back to what you were doing. And then the next day you get 20 commercials for different types of shoes. And the algorithm doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care what you like and what you don't like. 
All it cares about is it's paid attention to what you paid attention to and it's responding to it to give you more of that. Obviously companies are sponsoring this and paying for this because they want your attention. It's very clever. And it is a reflection of what happens in the reptilian part of our brains, except this is a biological computer, the likes of which, you know, Google, it'll be thousands of years before Google or what comes after Google will be anywhere near it. And so the, so the reticular activation system does the same thing. It pays attention to what you pay attention to. And it says, oh, Trevor must like that. I'll find more of that for him. And at the cost of taking something else out. So if I spend my time putting the TV on and watching you know, political talking heads, and they're all, let's say they're all anti-vaccine, be just because I'm paying attention to it, even though when I switched the TV on, I was looking for something else, but that came up. Just because I paid attention to it, my reticular activation system clicks into gear and says, hang on a sec, my host is interested in this. I'll provide more. And what happens over the coming days is I find myself watching more and more and more of the anti-vaxxers. And if I don't have control of my mentality, and if I don't have control of my individuality, I become an anti-vaxxer. That's how it happens. And the reason I become an anti-vaxxer is that we have another group of cells here called the mirror neurons, and they work like a tractor beam. And they pull us towards the thing that we pay more and more and more attention to until we become part of it. That's why people find it very hard to break away from a group of gossipers or complainers. They find themselves becoming one of the crowd. That's why it's very hard to be in a crowd who are all chanting for their team and not get caught up in the emotion. This is what our brain does for us. It thinks it's doing us a favor. It's just trying to help us. Um, but when you know that and you can change the way that works and you can react differently to it, then my goodness, you can produce a really powerful computer that can give you a better life. And so what I like to do is I like to expose my brain to both sides of the story. In fact, every story has more than two sides, has many sides. And I also like to expose my brain to facts, not people's opinions, not talking heads, not assumptions, not certainly not sensational news headlines. So for me to make my decision for Trevor Blake about uh, do I get jabbed or don't I get jabbed, and it's a private decision and no one will ever know, unless I choose to tell people and I'm not. Um, you know, I looked into the ingredients in, in the vaccines and I made a decision. Does this chemical do good or harm? Is, is this going to make any difference? And I looked at the way the research has been done to produce these really smart, I have to say smart and quickly produced vaccines. And I also expose myself to the conspiracy theorists who think that this is all a big government plan to put microchips in people. <laughs> and it doesn't take long to, to look at that stuff and realize that you know, th these people really, really need to stop drinking whatever it is that they're drinking. Um, but it's fun. And I expose myself all to that. And so my RAS is giving me a balance instead of just one thing all the time. Think of it another way, okay, so, so how this works. So uh, we all, ha all have had the experience of you've never noticed a particular brand of car before and then a friend buys it, is so excited, you get caught up in the excitement, mirror neurons, and you go for a drive with them. And then the next day you see the same make and model, but also the same color everywhere you go. And you always, always say the same thing, we always say the same thing. I've never seen that car before, and I've seen it everywhere now. They must have a deal on or something. That's how the reticular activation system works. It filtered it out before because it wasn't important to you. Now you've paid attention, but it's showing you. There's one, there's one, there's another one, there's another one. You wouldn't have noticed otherwise. This is what goes on. We come more and more towards the thing that we're paying attention on. And that's how you end up with these people who go on one side of the table or the other, because they're not in control of the mentality or their individuality. They all need to go to trevorgblake.com and they all need to learn the tools and techniques to take back control of your individuality, to learn the tools and techniques to develop mental control, mentality control, so that you can see all the information, 
You can review all the facts. You can filter out the stuff that's nonsense very easily, not difficult to do. You can filter out all the sensational headlines and you can focus on the facts that are good for you. And then when you make that decision, you make it with your intuition. You say, okay, based on the thousands of bits of information I've been receiving in the last week, based upon all the stuff I've heard from my lunatic friends, I think I'm going to do this. And it's your decision. And because it's your decision, it's the right decision for you. Okay. Another thing happens in our brains. Our brains create thoughts. And we live in a world that's all energy. Everything, everything you can see in this screen now is energy. The pictures behind me, my head, the computer, uh, the microphone, everything is energy. And so are our thoughts. And the thing about energy is that it, it can't be created or destroyed. It can only be converted. And typically thoughts are converted into the material equivalent or their experience of themselves. So our lives become the sum total of all the thoughts we've had up to this point in time. And there's no one to blame and no one to congratulate except yourself. It can take people a long time to come to terms that they're responsible for their lives. It's really hard to, especially sometimes when not good stuff happens, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to, to take responsibility and say, oh, I did that to myself. But it only takes a tiny little change to change everything. A little small change changes everything. And that's something you can find out at trevorgblake.com. And, um, and so when we have these thoughts, let's say what the thought is, I'm against a vaccine and I put it out there, that against thought will give me experiences to be even more against the vaccine. So guess what? The next day, I don't notice the, the, the headline, you know, assuming that you read headlines. I don't notice the headline that says the ICUs are getting full of COVID patients, but they're all, not, they're all people who haven't been vaccinated. That gets filtered out. What I notice is a headline that says some kid somewhere had an allergic reaction to the vaccine and dropped down dead. And that gives me more reason to be against. It's unbalanced, but this is how our brains work. The more we're against something, the more reasons we get to be against it. I always use the example of debt. The more we respond negatively to debt, the more chaos happens around us that causes us to go deeper in debt. And the same thing happens here. When we're for something, we tend to see more reasons why this makes sense. Okay. And so that's why I like to do both sides. So I get, I get the, the balance right. But the interesting thing is that when we're for something, when we believe something is going to be good for us, those thoughts go out into the universe and they come back as their material equivalent and they will be good for us. And if you want a classic example of that, we can talk about the placebo effect. When people are in a clinical trial and they're given, some people are given active ingredients and some people are given sugar in the form of a tablet or something like that, the placebo effect is 30%. And that means that 30% of the patients that didn't get the active ingredient got the same beneficial effects as the drug or more. And so our three-dimensional five sensory experience allows us to get benefit from the things that we are positive about, the things we're for. And if we're against things, so let's say you're against the vaccine and then you get jabbed, you're forced or bullied into getting jabbed, because you're against it, it's not likely to be a positive experience. But if you're for, you know, being healthy, not against the virus, but for being healthy, and then you're forced to have the jab, it's more likely that the jab is just going to happen and you won't notice any difference. That's just the way the world works. It sounds a little new agey, but actually it's science. It's pure physics. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only converted into another form. Energy into matter and vice versa. And so that's my answer to the question. You, it, you, it sounds like a lot of hard work, but it, once, you get, once you get the habit of getting balanced information and focusing on facts, not sensationalism, 
then it's much easier to make intuitive decisions. And then once you start to think in terms of being for something you want, you want to be healthy, right? You don't want to be ill. So you stop thinking about being against being ill and you start thinking about being for healthy. What are the intentions that people always like to use when they're in transformation? In my course, Transformation, is I am trim, fit and healthy. It's so much more beneficial than saying, I wish I could lose weight. And the same thing happens with health and the same thing happens with every aspect of life. If you want to know more, I encourage you, don't forget first hit the subscribe button here so other people can get to hear this because if you think other people need to hear this. And then also go to trevorgblake.com. Do yourselves a big favor and uh, enjoy the journey that we have as, uh, as uh, wizards in the world of uh, transformation and secrets to a successful startup. Thank you for paying attention.